Welcome back, everyone, to the front line with Joe and Joe. Joe Pasillo and Joe Resinello. Oh, you're exactly right, Joe. We work for the man upstairs as you do. You're setting me up quite well. You just gave me an alley-oop. The greatest revolutionary act you can commit right now is to open your mouth and speak the truth. Whether you're an academic or you're a regular guy, we have to be fearless. And once more, dear brothers and sisters, let us go into the breach. Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to the front line with Joe and Joe. Joe Pasillo, as always, joined by Joe Resinello. And once more, dear brothers and sisters, let us go in to the breach on the Veritas Catholic Radio Network, 1350 on your AM dial, 103.9 on your FM dial, serving the New York City metropolitan area, spreading the truth of the Catholic faith. If you'd like to throw us some feedback, we'd definitely appreciate that. You could go to VeritasCatholic.com, VeritasCatholic.com, and you could uh, put something in there. And we, like I said, we would love to hear from you. And finally, uh, Joe and I are on social media, which is something we're going to be talking about today. We'll get into that in a second. But you can find Joe and I at The Frontline TV, The Frontline TV on YouTube, and also our website, TheFrontlineTV.com, TheFrontlineTV.com. And today, we are very pleased and honored to be joined joined by Dr. Richard Ludwig, and we are going to be discussing the new media, the new evangelization, and the new media. Um, and this is going to be a great conversation. And uh, for those of you who do not know Dr. Richard Ludwig, I'm going to give a brief bio. Is He is the ninth president of the University of St. Thomas, Houston. He received his BA in history from the University of Evansville, an MA in higher education administration from Teachers College of Columbia University in New York, and a doctor of jurisprudence from Indiana University's Robert H. McKinney Law School. Uh, he is also a doctor of education and policy management and organization of higher education administration from the University of Oregon in Eugene. He and his wife reside in Houston and are the proud parents of two adult children and four grandchildren. Dr. Richard Ludwig, welcome to the front line with Joe and Joe. Hey, Joe, it's great to be here with you, both Joes and your audience today. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome. We really appreciate it. With that, I'm going to hand it over to, to the other Joe. <laughs> Doc, we always begin with a prayer because all good things start with a prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Remember, O oh, most gracious Virgin Mary, never was it known that anyone who sought your help or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, we fly into you, a virgin of virgins, our mother. To you we come, before you we stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not our petitions, but in your clemency, hear and answer us. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Doc, it's funny. Like when we got this uh, interview and I was looking at your bio and I saw the University of St. Thomas, it triggered something in my memory. My first job on Wall Street, I actually worked with a guy who we, we were temping, basically. Uh -huh. And he went to University of St. Thomas. He was from West Virginia, and he managed theaters like on Wall Street. And he was just trying to make some extra bucks. He was a great guy. So like, honest to God, I, I said, oh, my Lord, I haven't seen that in since you know, the 1994, you know what I mean? So uh, you guys are everywhere. You're in New York City. So your graduates are knocking them dead. Yeah, you know what? That's one of those things I run into. I'm in the airport in 
Tampa and I see a woman who's, who, you know, sporting her Kelt gear, right? That's our teams. And uh, we run into them everywhere. But, you know, a lot of people still don't know about University of St. Thomas, even though we're 75 years young, I guess, um, and, and growing just, we're just bursting at the seams where people are finding UST and coming here. And, you know, the, the, the topic we're going to discuss today, I think, is one of those reasons. But it is a great Catholic university, and it's been one of those things where, you know, we've been serving Houston, and the world has come to Houston, so we feel like, well, that gives us license to go serve the world, too. So you'll run into our alumni everywhere, and students are flocking here from all over. So I'm, I'm glad you could reconnect in some way with UST. Absolutely. And, you know, some it's so important that, you know, authentic Catholic education is promoted. I mean, Joe and I both went to Catholic schools. Um, you know, at the time, we both were nominally Catholic. You know, we basically came into our faith in our, you know, later in life. But it's so important for young people to be surrounded by like-minded people. The culture is obviously getting darker. It's much tougher to basically live your Catholic faith you know, alone. And it's so important to get an authentic Catholic education. And it's wonderful that your university offers that. Um, I mean, to be truthful with you, when my kids are ready for college, there's only just a handful of them. And uh, your university will be one of them. There's no question. Well, thank you. And that's a, a wise choice. You know, one of the things that we we do, and and you may be familiar with the uh, the Cardinal Newman Society. Sure, sure. Absolutely. Guide to Catholic higher education. So, we have been uh, among that that select few that they recognize for our catholicity and the and the kind of academics and really life that students experience on our campus and one of the things that we love to do is have that environment that is authentically catholic and you know the amazing thing is that it is so attractive obviously to catholics because they appreciate that that richness, the value, the virtues that are there, but also to the non-Catholics. That's the thing that is just so incredible is that they want to be here. One of my first experiences was during my interview for UST, and there was a, a student, a Catholic, uh, excuse me, a Muslim woman who she was all covered up, and she said almost in tears, she said, you know, I love St. Thomas so much because I can be myself in this Catholic environment. I don't have to be afraid of my faith, and I can actually experience it in greater depth than I could maybe at a, a secular institution or some other nominally Catholic place. And I thought, you know, that stuck with me. That is one of those genuine expressions of how sometimes we take for granted this great richness that is the University of St. Thomas, but someone from outside our faith recognizes what a wonderful world Catholic culture, a genuine Catholic culture is. And that's something that we just want to want to share with everybody. So we're excited to share that sort of Orthodox Catholic culture world and people really find it attractive. One, one of the things I think is important about what you just said, Dr. L uh, Richard Ludwig, Ludwig joining us here at the front line with Joe and Joe, we're going to be discussing the new evangelization and the new media. Um, I'm glad you said that, though, because one of, see, Joe and I, we like to blow up narratives, dumb, stupid <laughs> lies that people peddle as narratives, one of which is that the Catholic Church is afraid of, let's say, an, uh, uh, an, an, an open intellectual environment on, on an authentically Catholic campus. There are certain things we don't accept. 
okay, as Catholics. We don't have to accept anything. Heaven knows those who criticize us, they don't accept <laughs> all ideas equally. So, you know, there's always that double standard. But uh, an authentic Catholic campus is a place where open and honest debate can actually take place. Why? Because we're Catholic. We have the fullness of the truth on our side. We're not afraid of debate and discussion. Real, I'm talking about real discussion, real debate. And it's one of those things like, oh, those Catholics, they're so closed-minded. No, 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 no. On your campuses, all throughout America and all throughout the world, yours are the ones that have a closed system, a closed-minded system where there are no ideas or ideas that you find uncomfortable, we're not gonna discuss. On a Catholic campus, we'll discuss anything. <laughs> Because we have no fear. Any comments on that, Dr. Ludwig? Oh, absolutely. You know, that's one of the, the, the things that it, I, I've been here now five years. And when I first got here, we, we sort of as a community sat down and we said, what is it that the world needs and what is it that we bring in a particular way? And uh, what, what came up was sort of a, a more contemporary iteration of the great phrase that came from the, the onset of John Paul II's pontificate right? Open wide the doors uh, to Christ, right? Set out into the deep. So what we did was we decided, well, ours is going to go right at that thing that you mentioned, and that is fear. We are developing a fearless culture of positive change. So you look at fear and the world is full of it. And people try to, to tell you all the time, oh, you got to be afraid of this. You got to be afraid of that. You got to have a trigger on this. You can't do that. You... No, the point here is the most positive change in the world was our savior, the incarnation of God in Jesus Christ. That gives us great cause to be positive and to take that take on fear just head on right and so that's what we do in these conversations and we're open and we feel like with dialogue between faith and reason which is even if so i invite both of you to our beautiful campus everybody needs to come and see it it is set up so that at one end is the library and at the other end is the chapel of saint basil a beautiful architectural piece <laughs> that people come from all over the world to marvel at and that demonstrates, even in a physical way, the manifestation of that harmonious dialogue between faith and reason, unafraid to explore even the toughest questions, right? But it is that balance of understanding that, yeah, reason, right, science, et cetera, may not have all the answers. And faith by itself doesn't lead to an outcome that is truly of truth, right? That's the, that's the piece, that dialogue between faith and reason is how we approach all of our subjects. And that is, that is preparing people for what comes next. You know, God is so generous with his revelations of truth and putting it in the context of how we understand things. And going back to another thing you said about people suggesting that Catholics are closed-minded. You know, we're the ones that created the Big Bang Theory. We gave the world science. We gave the world astronomy. I mean, all of these things that put the planets in motion, understanding that, yeah, sometimes we, we aren't there as fast in certain quarters, but we, as a church, have created the Western world that has given the world the advances in large part that has moved the human family forward. And that that march continues. And that's why we're so excited at UST to marry the great traditions, the patrimony of our faith with what we think 
Catholics have always been called to do, and that is to innovate and to create the future as a co-creator, if you will, with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. That is, that is what we do. Absolutely. And, and, and lest we forget, and I'm going to hand it over to Joe, it was the Catholic Church that gave Western civilization the university itself. <laughs> Amen. It sure you did. Know, so, you know, it's, that's what I always tell my atheist friends. I say, you love universities. You don't want to, you don't want to acknowledge where you got the universities from. <laughs> but uh, we could go on about that. But we want to get into this, um, about this topic about the new evangelization and the new media it is new media, um, and, and you guys are doing tremendous work in that. So with that, I'm going to hand it over to Joe Resinello. Well, pr particularly with the social media aspect of our Catholic faith, um, we all know what Bishop Barron has been doing for quite some time. He does it very well, and you guys have recently partnered with Word on, uh, Word on Fire. Um, talk about that. How did it come about, and how's it going? <laughs> Oh, it's a great thing. You know, Pope Francis talks a lot about encounter and dialogue and accompaniment, right? So all of those things were in play. We invited um, Bishop Barron to come and be our commencement speaker last year. So we had Energy Stadium, you know, the home of the Houston Texans. It's all thousands of people there. That's That was our site of commencement. And he was a commencement speaker. And he, he you know, encouraged our graduates to think big and to move big and have a magnanimous spirit. But the really cool part for me, besides that wonderful ceremony and what he had to say, was the time that he and I just spent talking, right? So my wife and I went and picked him up at the airport. We're driving around. We're talking. And of course, I'm, I'm a fan, right? And I'm like, you do such a great job with this digital media stuff, and you reach people. And everybody I talk to, you know, they, they think you've got this thing down pretty well. And he's like, well, thank you, you know. And, and I said, we started this new thing called Max Studios. And I explained it. And I'll, I'll get more into that with you guys, I think, in a little bit. But uh, the university has this new media apostolate really called Max Studios. And we're talking and he's like, well, you know, maybe there's something we could do together. And I'm like, yes, that is awesome. Maybe there is something we can do together. So, you know, in, in true Hollywood fashion, right? It's like your people call my people and we'll, <laughs> right? So what happened was um, the UST folks and the Word on Fire Institute folks actually were already kind of talking, right? And this just accelerated that. And, and it was I, I sort of love at first sight. It was a match made, I hope in heaven, right? And it was one of those things where they sort of, teaming up on what can we do, bring the resources of a great Catholic university and this terrific Word on Fire Institute apostolate all over the world, and, and give Catholics and others who are interested the resources for an authentic Catholic view of the world and how they can put that to work in their own lives. And that was really how it all came about, was just that whole, you know, just a little car ride and conversations. And, you know, the Lord put us together, I think, in that way. And, and what our audience is seeing is the outcome of that in the masterclass. You know, it's funny because uh, how things start, a priest encouraged us to do this about four years ago. And he, Father Lewis um, in the Bronx, he ran, he ran a shelter at the time. And he said, guys, all good things start in a garage. In your case, <laughs> it started in a car. But it's funny how things work and God's providence. And to be honest with you, um, in my view, uh, Bishop Barron, I think, will one day be a cardinal. Uh, there's no question in my mind. Uh, I think he's definitely a mover and a shaker, and God has linked the two of you up, which only means that this is going to just explode, in my view. 
Yeah. Well, thank you. And and so far, it really has led to a, a great growth in, in this Mac Studios apostolate that we're talking about and in the collaboration with Word on Fire, how together we are even considering additional work that I think is going to be an additional blessing to the church and its people. Absolutely. Dr. Richard Lutwick, he's joining us here at the front line with Joe and Joe. So, um, so, Doc, tell us about Mac Studios. Um, <laughs> what, 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 what is it? Uh, what, it, what, you know, what is the goal? How is it? You know, what can people? What are people looking for when they when they think of Mac Studios? Well, so it's got a cool name, right? But there's a, a meaning, a purpose behind that name. So yeah, so the so the idea of Mac Studios is a way of reaching out to the world. Our university is a great place, but we want to share it even more widely than we've been able to do. And this Mac Studios, even physically, is again this sort of fusion between the great past, because the physical place for Mac Studios is on the third floor of this historic. Um, house here in Houston, but you wouldn't recognize the old ballroom anymore because it is tricked out as this sort of high-tech red and white chamber where a lot of influencers are coming and, and we're doing lots of, out of outreach. So that's a physical manifestation. There's, there's a guy involved here who's been involved from the very beginning since I got to the University of St. Thomas, and his name is Maximilian Colby. You may recognize him as St. Maximilian Colby, right? He built the largest media apostolate in the early 20th century using the latest technologies of the time. So he's our inspiration in this thing because he built this thing up and but for the the nazi menace that finally ended his life and most most people will recognize that story from auschwitz where he surrendered his life to save another man but what they don't know is that there was a dream in his apostolate that he never got the chance to see on earth while he was here and that is that he wanted to build a movie studio so we're like, well, we can do that. We can pick up the baton, take the mantle and move it forward. So Max Studios, whenever you hear Max nomenclature at University of St. Thomas, it has to do with St. Maximilian Colby. So as we've done that, <clears throat> we have these hipster folks <laughs> who are in charge of it. And they are completely authentically Orthodox Catholic, but they're also cool people. And we think that's a really interesting thing to mix because people have preconceived notions, right? And, and they reflect the great diversity in God's family that we find right here in Houston. So the people leading that are Daryl and Bridget, and you're going to love them when you watch these series. And then we have lots of other people that come into Mac Studio. So essentially, we do podcasting and videos. We're putting shorts together. It's one of those things where a lot of different media products come together. Um, I do a little podcast once in a while. I've had the chief innovation officer for Cisco, the global technology company, for the CFO of HP Enterprise. So those are the kinds of things that we do. Um, George Harn, who's our executive dean of arts and sciences, he does a, uh, what is it, spelunking with Plato you know, podcast. So it runs the gamut of what people will find, I think, really interesting about how our Catholic faith is a part of the world and the world is a part of our Catholic faith, right? There isn't really a separation. It is how there is that integration that is so critical. And that's what Max Studios is about, is helping people see that reality. I mean, it's so important because, I mean, social media is just how we communicate as a culture. And, I mean, 
you know, John, uh, John JP2 basically said, like, the new evangelization, we have to come up with ways. I mean, that's what we do. I mean, uh, and, and frankly, if you would have said to me at 22 years old that I would be doing this, I would have said you were crazy. <laughs> so would my roommates in college. So, I mean, God chooses, you, you mentioned it, and that's why I bring it up, like people, you said like hipsters, you know, mm -hmm. you know, people come in all shapes and sizes who love the Lord. Um, I think God does that on purpose. And frankly, sometimes those are the best communicators uh, of the message. And it's wonderful that you're providing such a space because frankly, we need it. And, and to be honest with you, I mean, it's professional. It's a professional studio. You see, that's what's lacking in a lot of this. I mean, you know, we make do with what we have and we're starting up, you know, uh, our, our station in Connecticut and it's getting a little bit more outreach. Hopefully we'll have the barrels of New York City shortly. We're going to hopefully go up to Rhode Island. But at the same time, you have bat the backing of the university and students that go there could learn so much and frankly benefit the Catholic world tremendously. Yeah, you know, it's it's been one of those fun things. And we just we think it's the tip of the iceberg. We think that there's almost no holding us back because, you know, the the, the barriers to entry into this great world of outreach is uh, I analogize it to what happened just before the coming of Jesus. Right. So the Lord created, uh, in one sense, an infrastructure through which the apostles could evangelize. That was the Roman Empire with its roads and means of communication and governance and all of that. And what happened was the disciples went out, right? And then Paul and all of the others, they go out and they use that infrastructure to create a church and to bring people to the truth. And I think in these days, there has been a great infrastructure created just for that same purpose, right? A lot of people say, oh, bad things happen on the internet. Yeah, that's absolutely true. But a lot of bad things happen in the Roman Empire. But what happens is we get to use this great highway, if you will, of ones and zeros to bring the good news to the world. And, and that's why I think these apostles are taking off. And that's why people see social media as a way of creating community. You know, mentioned earlier before about um, how sometimes people feel isolated or alone sometimes in their faith. We are not alone. We are never alone. The Holy Spirit is with us. But more than that, we are a body of Christ that is connected. And these, this infrastructure just gives us the means, the nerve network, if you will, to stay connected in an even more tangible way. It's, it's funny, Dr. Richard Ludwig joining us here at the front line with Joe and Joe. We're talking about the new evangelization and the new media. It's funny you say that because we're talking about the Catholic worldview. One of the things that distinguishes the Catholic worldview is that we don't look at history in just, you know, different events and moments in history. We look at the totality of human history and we recognize, obviously, with hindsight, God's providence. So you mentioned the Roman Empire. People might say, well, the Romans were pagans. They did this, they did that. Yes, but when the Catholic Church finally took root, what governing structure did they take over? The Roman Empire, okay? And it's the same thing with this. People could moan all they want about, and yes, it's true. There's so much nonsense on the internet. There's porn, there's everything is just buying things and um, <laughs> all this nonsense. In the meantime, the three of us can have a conversation right now that someone in China can listen to and they might convert to the Catholic faith. 
makes you kind of feel a little bit like an apostle, doesn't it, right? <laughs> we're, we're using what God gave us, okay? I always say Al Gore did not invent the internet. <laughs> God did, okay? But we're using what God gave us to be able to communicate. If we let the, if we let the devil have it, then of course he's going to use it for, for his nefarious purposes. Yes. We have to remember, Father Karapi used to say all the time with the new technology, the devil can use technology, God could use it better. You know, we just we just have to Amen. avail ourselves of it. Let's talk for a second. I want to before the break, uh, huh? Dr. Richard Ludwig. I want to talk a little bit about some of the presenters that are involved in the projects and the and the and the platforms uh, sure. that they represent. Joe was talking about. There's a lot of different personalities in our Catholic Church. Okay, who are some of the presenters? Yeah, this this is terrific. It's like an all star lineup. So the first episode that just dropped, and we wanted to wait till the Easter season, right? We're an Easter people, so this is about evangelization, was Leah Darrow. And some of your listeners may know her from her career on TV as a, a top model talent person. Um, she is an author, um, a, a blogger, a, a, a mom, right? She does all these wonderful things. And so you're going to see Leah in the first episode talking about her being an authentic sharing person, right? So that, and that's how I, I talk to people all the time. I'm like, just, just tell your story, right? And, and so that's what Leah does so well. And she speaks in that great feminine voice that gives women uh, an opportunity to see themselves as a real mom, right? As, as a, a woman who has, I think, five children now, maybe six. <laughs> I lost count, but that's Leah Darrow. And she's on Facebook, right? So that's a, a great, I think it's kind of like the mom space. Sorry if other people are there, but I'm on Facebook too. But it's, it's one of those great places where community happens. And then, so then we have um, Haley Stewart and her Instagram name is Haley, uh, uh, Twitter I think, handle is Haley Carrots, right? And so she, she does blogging and homeschooling and she's this authentic person that is one of the fellows on the Word on Fire Institute. So she leverages social media in that way on that platform. Then we have Father Rob Galea who's an absolute gem. I don't know if you've met him or not, but he was somebody I discovered on um, YouTube, right? And he's a big YouTuber. He sings, he writes his own music. He performs at World Youth Day and has this huge following. And he is, excuse me, this just humble guy. He's just, you're going to love him. you got to see Father Rob. And it, he's originally from Malta. He lives in Australia now. He's a parish out there. And and then the last one is Jonathan Blevins, a.k.a. Bearded Blevins, and his platform of choice really is Twitch. Now, some of your audience may not know Twitch, but it is a platform, bear with me, okay? <laughs> it is a platform that you watch other people play video games <laughs> as the primary function, and there are other ways of creating community and conversations, those sorts of things. And people are like, well, isn't that super boring? No. Let me tell you. It watching those championships on esports that outdraws the Super Bowl and other major sporting events in terms of numbers of eyeballs on those screens. So that's where people are. And Jonathan, he was um, a youth minister at a parish up in the Chicagoland area, and he has a big family, and and he just lives out loud on that platform and other platforms, and takes on the people who are skeptics or 
haven't been exposed to the good news and, and really has authentic conversations. So those are the four influencers that we're beginning with in this series and the platforms that they're using. So it's really an awesome opportunity to see where it fits in your life if you want to use digital media. And people are like, well, me, digital media? That's not me. I'm not that person. But really what I like to share with people is that our human family always tells our story, right? So from the time we were sitting around campfires in the caves and drawing on the walls about, you know, the conquest that we had over that animal or this one, that was how we told our stories and how we sent it out. Whether we've since then used papyrus or scrolls or the Gutenberg Bible and the press, right? Mm -hmm. Or today we do it in ones and zeros on cyberspace. It's the same deal. We're telling our story, we're being authentic, and we're inspiring others in that life. And that's what digital evangelization is all about, leveraging the infrastructure the Lord gives us in a way to reach people the way we've always done it. That, that requires that requires courage, does it not, Dr. Richard Ludwig, joining <laughs> us here at the front line with Joe and Joe? I mean, like like you said, okay, it's there. Um, you know, you got a couple, you're talking to a couple of Jamokes from New Jersey, um, <laughs> not the most courageous people in the world, but yet it does require you you do have to you do have to step up and 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 follow the great command of Christ. 30 seconds on that before we go to a break, Dr. Ludwig. You do. You know, when Jesus is walking along the Sea of Galilee and he calls to his disciples who are following him, not yet disciples, he's like, you know, what do you want? <laughs> Essentially, what do you see? They're like, what do they say to him? They're like, well, you know, where, where are you staying? And he's like, come on and see, right? That's the first call. And so when you think about that, we're all being called in that way, no matter where we are, if we're the schmoes from Jersey <laughs> or we're the, the farmer's kid from Indiana, which I am, right? We're all called in a way to share our story and to give glory to God in the walk we have. And that's what this is all about. Absolutely. We're going to take a short break. Dr. Richard Lovewick joining us here at the front line with Joe and Joe. Joe Facillo and Joe Racinello. We're way in the breach and we're discussing the new evangelization and the new media. We're talking about Max Studios, a new project um, down at St. Thomas University in Houston. Uh, so stick around on the Veritas Catholic Radio Network, uh, excuse me, uh, 103.9 on your FM dial, serving the New York City metropolitan area. Don't go anywhere. This is a great conversation. We'll be right back. Listen to all five of our original Veritas shows. Every Wednesday at noon, you can catch Let Me Be Frank, where Bishop Frank Caggiano talks about spirituality, church news, and fun stories from his Brooklyn childhood and his life. You can hear The Frontline with Joe and Joe every Tuesday and Thursday at noon. Their guests include the biggest names in the Catholic world, and Joe and Joe talks to them from the perspective of the everyday Catholic. Thursday nights at 8 o'clock, tune in for the only late-night talk show on Catholic media anywhere. It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. And at noon on Friday is Restless. It's four millennials talking about, well, life as millennials in today's crazy world. Yes, it's possible to be young and Catholic. Right after that, at 12.30, you can hear the Focus on Veritas, where we put the focus on good works and the good people doing those works. Those are the five Veritas shows, and there's more on the way. Stay up to date at VeritasCatholic.com or on the mobile app.
Welcome back, everyone, to the front line with Joe and Joe, Joe Pasillo and Joe Racinello, and we are way in the breach on the Veritas Catholic Radio Network. We're having a great discussion with Dr. Richard Ludwig, and we are discussing the new evangelization and the new media. And with that, I'm going to hand it over to Joe Racinello. Doc, we talked about the presenters. We talked about Mac Studios. How do our listeners find this series? Well, I think they can find it in a lot of different ways. It'll probably find them too, right? Because we're on so many outlets. But Word on Fire Institute, for those that follow Word on Fire, um, is a way to do it. USTMacStudios.com is another. Um, or you can go to the university's webpage, or you can look up um, at Mac Studios UST on, um, I think, Instagram. So just go out there and Google it. You're going to find it. That's the easiest way to do it. I can give you all the addresses, but it's out there. It's pretty ubiquitous. And as I said, the first episode just dropped with Leah Darrow, and it's great. We're getting so much positive feedback. It's incredible. And uh, we're, we're just so excited about this because people are very... They're responding in ways that like we'll get emails, just tons of email into Mac Studios. They're like, we never heard of you before, but this is great. What about this? What about that? It's prompting questions. And, and how do I do this? And, and, you know, it's like none of us are experts at this. It just takes practice, but we are all experts in knowing our own story, right? And that's really the, the crux of the matter. How you use the different platforms that's what this is designed to help you understand, but it's also meant to help you understand that your story is the compelling issue here. And your story is really a love story with how you and Jesus are walking through this world together toward his home. You know, it, it, it's funny. I mentioned, uh, you know, Joe mentioned earlier, um, Dr. Ludwig, that, uh, you know, both of us had strayed from the faith for a while and then, you know, came back to it later on. And I mentioned Father Karapi because when he was on EWTN, I used to I used to watch him a lot. And in, obviously he eventually had some issues or whatever. And I kind of felt a little it's, it's so funny when you talk about God's providence. Um, I felt a little bit like, you know, I, I was looking for another preacher. <laughs> you know, if, you know if, I, if I could say it like that, but it's funny, when I got married to my wife, we were living in Brooklyn, um, and this is about like 2013, I was at three o'clock in the morning, I'm skimming through the stations, and I see this guy, this, this father baron, it's like, you know, um, <laughs> and, 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 and honestly, I felt like it was providential, you know, it's like, um, because I, I, I did learn so much. Uh, from Father Barron, and it, but I'm bringing it up for the reason that you know he he, he you know, that's when he had when nobody knew who he was, you know. It's like you know really like he was just coming up so to speak, you know. But he got out there and he got into the breach, started to talking to all people, you know. He became for me Father Barron's one of, now Bishop Barron, um, you know he's one of those people like he has become all things to all men. <laughs> you know I mean, he, he, he is he's out there, you know, and again, I don't I don't have to agree with him on everything. I know some out there, you know, like they have a couple of issues with Bishop Barron. I don't have to agree with him on everything. But the bottom line is I learned a lot from him. And it's so important that, you know, again, I, I want you to speak to this um, about we have to be seeking the truth. 
Now, is that, you know, it's one thing to say we're setting up, you uh, you know, with uh, with Mac Studios and the new evangelization and the new media, you're setting up the infrastructure, but but we we have to be seeking the truth. Um, and that's why I brought up Bishop Barron. I, I saw him because I was seeking truth, and I learned so much from him in my journey back into the church. Talk about the need for, you know, to our audience to be spreading the truth and, and imploring to people to say, we need to be seeking truth because what we what we're looking at right now is the abyss. If you just <laughs> want to look at American culture, everything is relative. You know that the truth is lies. Lies are the truth. How important is it, um, Dr. Lovewick, to be seeking the truth? Well, you know, it, the truth is a, a person, right? <laughs> Jesus Christ. And so when you seek the truth, you're really seeking that relationship that communio that that is the trinity itself and and for me and and i think for many of our listeners for you is that that ultimate piece of truth in which you find peace is is that which we're all called to i mean when you think in your heart the calm that comes over you when you found truth and peace, people know that. That's why the transcendentals of, of truth, goodness, and beauty are so universal. And that's where the, the world around us, it's always going to be a shambles. <laughs> it was a shambles in Jesus' time, right? But yet there's that inspiration that people are called in many ways to seek the truth. And, you know, you, you said maybe there are a couple of things with Bishop barren that uh, you know, people have issues with. Um, we're all human, right? And we all have issues. We are all fallen souls. We, you know, one of the things that I, uh, I love that he says is that every day he prays, Lord Jesus, Son of God, have, have mercy on me, a sinner. Right? He prays that a couple of different times. And, and isn't that true for all of us? And so, you know, none of us is going to be the truth ourselves, but it is that constant seeking that really we're going to stumble we're all going to fall but that's the and this is great we're in the novena of the divine mercy and, and god's mercy washes over us right and and we can be cleansed and we can be new again we can be spotless <laughs> because of his love and his sacrifice so the truth is all about that quest for relationship with him and we find him in each other so yeah, we're human. There are going to be problems. We're none of us perfect. And, and, you know, some of the people we put up on the biggest pedestals, they fall off sometimes, but that's just the way it is. And that's why all of us rely on each other as a family and families fight families disagree. But at the end of the day, that's why they, we're told that we will know we are Christians by our love, right? Our love for one another. And that means the people of God. And that means all of his great creation. Absolutely. Dr. Richard Lovick joining us here at the front line with Joe and Joe, Joe Pasillo and Joe Racinello way in the breach discussing the new evangelization and the new media. Joe Racinello. Well, this series is meant for everybody. I, I think when some people like initially hear, you know, you're a college president, it's for college students. No, this is for everybody because everybody is looking for what we're basically communicating. That's God, whether they realize it or not. I mean, I work in New York City. I walk down 8th Avenue every day. And when I walk down that street, I see so many faces, so many different faces. So many people are confused. So many people are wounded. They're looking for something, whether they realize it or not. And this series is meant for everyone. Could you kind of 
communicate that a little bit because I think when people like they'll hear you know you're you're working at a university they think we're only going to target young adults no it's for young adults it's for married couples it's for old people it's for everybody <laughs> well you know um, one of the phrases that I love best is when when they say oh here come the Catholics and, and they're like who is that it's like it's everybody right we're all it's the whole human family we're all coming and that means every shape every size every color every every language and and that's why our souls are so important in this process because our souls are connected our souls are connected through jesus and through the the spirit and so the the new evangelization piece that we're doing here with this master class is really intended for just that audience everybody because whether you are, um, you know, I, I, I laugh because my mom is on Facebook all the time and she maybe doesn't have all of the, the tricks down, <laughs> right? But she shares widely and she's crazy about all this stuff. And, and that's great. And then there's, you know, my, my daughter and my son who they're like really cool and they can do all the social media things. And so there's a big age Span. There's a big technology gap, if you will. But that's why these things are so important, because wherever you are in the spectrum of life, wherever you are in your spectrum of skills, you're going to find a piece that resonates with you. Right. So the person talking to you is these influencers. You're like, well, I, you know, I, I wasn't on TV. I don't know this thing. I don't know anything about gaming. I, I can't write my own music. I'm not a, a, a homeschooling mom or no, you are a human person made in the image and likeness of God. There is a resonant reflection because these influencers are going to show you in themselves their piece of Christ as it comes through them. And you're going to see that in yourself as you learn, as you watch, and you move. And, and that's the thing about this and about all of University of St. Thomas. We have students from the, you know, the teens all the way through. And we have programs for people who maybe have some cognitive disabilities. But we also have programs that are the, the best in the world on Thomistic studies, right? That whole range of things. And that's where God gives each of us, and this is one of the primary tenets of, of my work. I believe that God, through his Holy Spirit, gives each of us charisms, certain gifts. And, and our university, our world, working together, we help each of us to identify those and to bring them to full flourish. And to sometimes they will even change the gifts change over time. And then through that full flourish to give them away. That's how we create a better human family. And that's how we honor the relationship with God that he has built in place for us. Well, you know, Absolutely. that's great. And I agree with you because to be honest with you, God meets us where we are and he loves us so much. He invites us to change, you know, our church, a lot of times people have a, an idea of the Catholic Church that, like, basically everyone's walking around inside the church. They're pious. They're perfect. Um, <laughs> that's not true. I mean, no, I, I'll be honest with you. Um, my walk with the Lord has been about 30 years now from 22. I mean, I was always Catholic, but when I took mm -hmm. it serious till I'm, I'm going to be 52 this year, it'll be 30 years. So, I mean, I look at it as I'm a sinner. And I need the medicine, and the medicine is the sacraments. 
You see, that's, I think, the missing link that the world doesn't see in the church. I'm Catholic because I am flawed, and I need the medicine because without it, I can't do what I'm asked to do, be a father, love my kids, ask for forgiveness when I'm wrong, love people who I don't agree with. I can't do those things, but the medicine comes from the Catholic Church, and I think we focus on those, the wrong things sometimes. That's the important aspect. That's why I'm Catholic, and that's what we have to offer, and that's what your series is basically communicating, because being Catholic means it's for everyone, not just perfect people. God knows I'm not perfect. <laughs> well, you know, that, and, and just take the word Catholic, right? Uh, it, its literal translation is universal, right? So it was meant to embody the whole world. That's why Jesus came into the world and gave us that great commission, go out to all the earth and teach and preach, essentially is the great commission. And so that's where there's also a, a line from a song, right? The church is not a museum for saints. It's a hospital for sinners. And, and that's where the relationship, where you really find the connection through one another. And that's the, the, the piece that I think is so valuable. And all of us bring our, our, our troubles <laughs> and our gifts, and we share them. We lay them on the altar every time we're in Holy Mass. And that brings us closer to God. That brings us closer to Jesus. That brings us closer to the Holy Spirit and to one another. So you're right. This is not about a bunch of pious people running around. I mean, we love piety, right? No, absolutely. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but, but, but it's not about that. Oh, looking down your nose at someone who's, oh, they're a, a bigger sinner than me. Well, you know... <laughs> That's not for us to decide. That's for God in the end to determine. <laughs> Ours is just to love them and in many ways to try to be an example of what we think works for us and how we feel called to be closer to Jesus. Absolutely. Dr. Richard Lovewick joining us here at the front line with Joe and Joe. Joe Pasillo and Joe Racinello. We are way in the breach of discussing the new evangelization and the new media. Doc, let's let's talk about hope. Um, if you don't mind, okay? Um, there's a lot of hopelessness out there. That's why this is a great conversation because I think what you're doing, what a lot of us are doing is we're, we're trying to convey to people that there is this theological virtue. It's called hope, okay? <laughs> and what I, where I'm going with this is this. In, in America in particular, everybody's worried about saving America. We're going to save America. We're going to say, if you really want to save America, if you love your nation, okay, um, then then perhaps we, we, we should look to Christ. Ooh, there's a radical idea. <laughs> look to Christ and have hope. And what are the signs of hope? I think, I think what you're doing <clears throat> is a tremendous sign of hope. I think what Joe and I are doing, and I, where, I'll go, where I'll go with this is, look at the popularity we mentioned earlier of, of Bishop Robert Barron. Look at the popularity of Father Mike Schmitz, okay? Mm -hmm. It tells me, it tells me that there is a thirst and a hunger, but the problem is people want their, their sustenance from the wrong thing, and they're starting to turn towards the right thing, which is the fullness of truth in the Catholic Church. Talk about how hopeful that is, not just for individual souls, but also for our nation, because everybody, we know we live in a moral 
swamp right now. I, mean, <laughs> I think to, to, to describe it any differently, I, I think would be just wrong because we see it every day in the news. That's why one of the reasons why we, Joe and I avoid the news really, because it's depressing, okay? <laughs> but talk about the hopefulness that's out there, um, including what you're doing and a lot of us Catholics that are out there who are in the breach saying, no, 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 there's tremendous hope. And that hope is in Jesus Christ and his Roman Catholic church. So, you know, hope is, so faith, hope, and love, right? And the greatest of these is love. But, but hope is really the thing that ties those two together, right? Faith, um, we're told that faith is the, the belief that, that, that things are there that we can't see, right? And, and for me, that is, a, that is one of those virtues that I take really personally because I'm almost blind, right? So there's a lot of stuff that I can't see, but I still make the effort, still do things with less information, if you will. But hope, hope is the thing that any of us can have. All we need to do is just ask Jesus to to come into our hearts, right? It sounds like that, uh, the Protestant preacher, right? Who says, all you gotta do is just invite him in, right? So, and it's true. And then love, of course, love is the tie that binds and is, is the supremacy of the virtues. But, but hope is that piece that I see every day. And I see hope in so many ways. And, and some people might see a crazy irony here, but I see hope in, in what the pandemic has wrought, right? I see that, the acceleration of how we connect on platforms like Zoom and otherwise, I see that taking off in ways that would never have done that before. Yes, the pain, the physical pain, the mental anguish, those things are awful. But out of that comes hope. Where else are you going to turn, right? <laughs> Peter says, where else will we turn but to mm -hmm. you, our Lord? And, and that is the hope that I think is the Christian strength is that when things seem darkest, right, when it is our Gethsemane, right, we know that Easter Sunday might seem really far away, but, but it is Jesus who, who got onto that cross. It is his death and resurrection in which we have this great hope. And that awaits each one of us. So when people say, oh, yeah, this is a terrible thing, I'm like, yeah, it is really, really bad. But that's why we are called to be even a bigger light to the world. And I see it every day in our students, right? I mentioned our students are young and old, right? But they come from every walk. I mentioned earlier that Houston is, is a global city right? By some demographers, it is the most diverse city in America. And you see that kind of diversity right here on our campus. And it also lets you know that our church is a universal church. Our church is one that is built on hope, whether you come from, from Saigon or you come from Alexandria, whether you are from Warsaw or from Chile. Those are the kinds of folks that bring the hope of the world right here, and it is expressed together. And when anything about our human family tells me that there is hope, there is a global hope, and that hope is Jesus Christ. And that gives me the power to get up every day and go do what I do, even in a world where they tell us all the time, no, this isn't real, this is getting bad, this group is against this group, and it's going to be worse than ever because of the oppression and all that. Yeah, that stuff has always been with the human family. That is the dark side of life. But Jesus came into the world to give us hope, and that hope is eternal. And that hope is real. 
You see, we forget with Christ, all things are possible. All things are possible. With hope, you could overcome anything. You can endure anything, anything. And the world is looking for it. I'm telling you, the, the world is looking for hope because they put their money down on something <laughs> that's not paying dividends. But with hope comes God, and with God comes joy. And I think this is our selling point. And it shows, to be honest with you, in young people, it shows in, in old people, it shows in everyone who believes in Christ. And frankly, that's what this series is about. It's mm -hmm. to basically show people, people who like, you know, it's funny, you mentioned, you know, the folks, the influencers, these are like cool people. These are people, like a lot of times, again, people have these ideas. You know, they're what I cooler mean? than you, Joe Resinello. Well, please. I mean, like, no, but seriously, like they're, they're not like, like, you know, they have these ideas, you know, like how could this person believe in God or this person, how can you be Catholic? No, all people are Catholic. Some people might even surprise you. And that's why, to be honest with you, it's so important to put them front and center. Because those are the people, frankly, they'll be like, listen, I mean, there's so many people that are leading people in a different direction. You got to put them out there. And that's what you guys are doing. And that's what's great. And this kind of leads me to the master class. You're teaching this now at your university. Very unique program. Explore mm -hmm. that a little bit, because I think that is a lot of people are interested in it. I mean, Joe and I basically, you know, we I work in banking. Joe <laughs> manages a restaurant. So, I mean, like, you know, how do you learn it? Well, you learn about the University of St. Thomas. Talk about it. What's the program like? What are you going to learn? Who's going to teach yeah. you? I think a lot of people would be interested. Well, well so the master class is really, it's, it's free, right? So most people are like, oh, university, that's going to cost me money. And I'll, no, the master classes are free. They drop on social media. You can see them. They're there. It gives you a how-to and it gives you a what-to, right? Just share yourself and be authentic. So that piece of it is really awesome. And it's just there for the taking. And we hope everybody takes advantage of that. Um, after that, the university has classes. We have online classes. You know, one of the things that's really cool, and it's not just so people are like, oh, you're all into the digital media. It's all this new stuff. I'm like, yeah, it really is about the new stuff. And this is the wonderful both and that our Catholic faith brings us. We just spun up a new program. It's called MFA in Creative Writing, right? It's really about Catholic creatives. And we have people from all over the world. It's teaching them how to hone their skills. Most of them are already published authors, but they're in this class because they want the community. They want to heighten their ability to tell not only their stories, but the creative stories. That's the other piece of this that is so important is that we need to learn to tell our stories about ourselves, but also the stories about fiction, about the other things that draw people closer to God. And it's not about preachy, preachy. It's about interesting. How do you express the creativity that God puts in your heart that then leads people to find the truth. That's what we do at the University of St. Thomas, whether it's in our nursing program, whether it's in the engineering program, whether it's in the humanities, I mentioned before, Center for Thomistic Studies, all of those places take this great opportunity to learn a skill, to learn a trade, a craft, but it's about the formation of the human person in an authentically Catholic environment, whether you're Catholic or not, 
that makes you even better than you ever dreamed you could be because you are then tying into that relationship, that relationship that gives you the ability to express yourself in union with your Lord and Savior. I think a lot of, uh, <clears throat> a lot of people uh, don't realize we come, we, we, Catholic education in America, I, I mean, I, I want to be charitable here, hasn't exactly been Catholic in in the in the last several decades, I I I think it, you know it's been a mistake on the part of the more popular universities to kind of like try to mirror the the other universities more. I think what you're doing, what you said, is so important. Joe Rasinello, Dr. Richard Lutwick, joining us here at the front line with Joe and Joe. Um, Joe Rasinello says all the time, we're sending our kids to schools, even Catholic parents, to become achievers, and they're not formed. Unfortunately, they're not really being fully formed. But that's what that's what you're doing. That's what you mentioned the list <laughs> earlier. That, that, that's what you're doing. Yes, you could achieve. You should achieve. You know, God gives you gifts. Go out, use your gifts, you know, and, and, um, and God willing, prosper. Uh, but at the end of the day, you need to be fully formed. And, and, and God bless you for what you're doing. Um, we don't have a lot of time, uh, Dr. Ludwig, on a practical level. How can individual parishes um, take advantage of, of Max Studios and everything that you're doing? Well, you know, one of the ways that, that we envision this is that they will take each of these episodes and share them in small groups or in larger groups and really tie it into their own way of catechizing or evangelizing their own, own congregations. That, I think, would be a really good way to start that conversation and give the how-tos, because you've got people in each parish who can do this stuff, right? It just gives them a platform. And, and where I saw this work was in the Catholicism series, right? The Bishop Barron did, Father Barron at the time. Um, and we use that in our own parishes to sort of be the catalyst to for evangelization of the people in the church. And so this gives them the chance to develop their own skill sets, to tell their own stories, and to evangelize the way we always should do it. And that is becoming friends with each other and sharing the walk. That's, that's a really cool piece of it. Excellent. Joe Rasinolo, we probably have time for one more question. I mean, I, I guess like at the bottom line, we're supposed to change the world. That's what Catholicism <laughs> is supposed to do. And saints change the world. How do we spark that change? How do we do it through the social media? Um, obviously, we have to speak the truth. Obviously, we have to love our neighbor. But just shortly, in your view, how do we spark that change? Because we all talk about change. That change begins with us, but we got to right. spark it. And I think social media is a great avenue. How do you think we can do it? I think we can do it through authenticity, through interest, right? So it may not be interesting to you, but it may be interesting to somebody else. I mentioned earlier myself about, um, I have Stargardt's disease. That's a disease of the retina, right? So I'm like, well, I've lived with that my whole life. It's no big deal, right? And I can't see, that's just the way it works. But people are fascinated by that. I'm like, really? <laughs> They're like, how do you move around? How do you do your thing? I'm like, well, it's, it's, a... but anyway, so even the things that you don't think are interesting, other people might. So authenticity, interest, and then a joyful sharing. So you got to speak truth to power sometimes, but you do it out of an abundance of love. I think that's the key is that, you know, people are not attracted. If we are to be the ambassadors for Jesus, which is a pretty tall task, right? Um, I think what we're called to do is to reflect his love. He was not you know, all judgy, right? He, he was like, you know, cast the first stone, dude, if, if you got no sin. But 
to do it in a way that is is strength when 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 he excuse me talks about turning the other cheek you know that's not like a sort of a just ignoring the thing that is a, a resolute position that yeah i i am confident in my position i'm not arrogant about it i love you but i'm still not going to move right off of where i am and i'm inviting you to come along so i think those are the recipes that each one of us finds our own expression on how that best plays out to reach another it's about relationship and friendship with an authentic courage to be the christian life Absolutely. And that, that's a great place to end the conversation. Dr. Richard Ludwig joining us here at the front line with Joe and Joe. One more time, Doc, uh, let everybody know where they could uh, where they could find everything about what you're doing <laughs> and, and at the university, Mac Studios, all of it. All right. So um, the website address for the university is stthom.edu, S-T-T-H-O-M.edu. But as I said, you can just Google, go to a favorite search engine and just put in University of St. Thomas Houston because there are some others out there. We love them. They're just sometimes colder climates. <laughs> but um, the other one is at uh, Max Studios UST or Instagram and some other places, but just Google it. You'll find us. And um I, I want to leave you and your listeners with this, and that is that that we love you and that Jesus loves you, and our goal is to help unite that love in you with other people. Excellent. Thank you so much for that. Dr. Richard Lovelick joining us here at the front line with Joe and Joe. And thank you all out there for joining us at the Veritas Catholic Radio Network, 1350 on your AM dial, 103.9 on your FM dial, spreading the truth of the Catholic faith to the New York City metropolitan area. Make sure to download the Veritas Catholic Radio Network mobile app so that you can have access to all of our station's content, not just the front line with Joe and Joe. And finally, please, speaking of social media, uh, support Joe and I, if you don't mind, like, subscribe, and share on YouTube at the Frontline TV, the Frontline TV. And if you'd like to support us, you can support us at thefrontlinetv.com, thefrontlinetv.com. Once again, thanks again for joining us. Thank you to Dr. Richard Lutwick. And remember, until the next time that our conversation is your conversation and that conversation is going on everywhere. We'll talk to you soon.